This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we are presented by Progressive Insurance and joined by one of our show favorites, Andre Snellings, Dr. Dre, ESPN senior writer, joins us in studio for the next hour. Dre, we were just, we've been talking about Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what your analytics say. If this dude somehow chips up this year as the best player in the NBA. I dare you to say otherwise, Dr. Dre. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all got to get this uh, new edition, Can You Stand the Rain, out my ear. I, I'm going to be on here singing, and don't, nobody yeah. want that. Nobody wants that. Go ahead and let it out, Dre. <laughs> Go ahead and let it out. Let the people know. Yeah, man. Nah, um, Jimmy Butler and Max, I've heard you refer to it a couple times this show too, uh, Jamal Murray. The two of them, so, all right, you mentioned analytics. The whole point of analytics is you look at how, what things have happened in the past and you use that to predict the future. The way that Butler and Jamal Murray are playing right now, they were not playing like that in the regular season. Like, like these are not the same teams analytically now that they were in the regular season. And so you for a person like me, you can't really use the regular season numbers to predict anything. It's right. out the window. Yeah, you got it. But, but, you know, fortunately in the NBA, the sample sizes can get pretty big in the playoffs. And what's pretty clear is that Jimmy playoff Jimmy is a real thing, and he is a real, real good thing. And the question is how good we're finding out now. Dre, have the Celtics quit? Have the Celtics quit? <laughs> Man, there was a sequence in the second quarter where – I think it was Duncan Robinson. He, like, broke down. Because they were hitting all these threes, right? Mm-hmm. He got into the paint, and he threw the ball, like, over the backboard. And uh, Bam Adebayo went up and got it one hand and just, you know, dunked the life out of the Celtics. And then, like, a couple plays later, I feel like it was um, Jalen Brown was, was trying to guard Bam in the post. Bam just, like, big manned him, you know. Uh, Get off me, little man. Turned and, like, two-hand dunked it. They might as well have stopped the game right there. Like immediately after that, the next possession, Jimmy Butler got a steal. I mean, it went from like a, a tie game to a twenty point game in, in three minutes. And 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 just the body language, the look on the Celtics' face, everything after that was just kind of like, yeah, this one, this one's over. Like, there's a reason I guess garbage time started at the end of the third quarter. Dre, do you, do you think Coach Missoula, Missoula, Missoula? Jeez, say it right, Jason. Coach Missoula. What has <laughs> Lost the locker room. I thought he lost the locker room a while ago. Just with there was such a difference with Ime Udoka from an accountability perspective, and and something that I think a lot of the guys respected. And I'm I'm not saying there's a lack of respect for Joe Mazzulla. It's just it's different to garner that respect in such a short time frame. And also, like with a lot of the adjustments in game, there's a lot of questions around how Joe Mazzulla has gone about it. Do you think he's lost the locker room? I do think I've, I've noticed what you've what you're pointing out. Um, I've never seen players 
second-guess coaches' decisions in public as much as we've seen from the Celtics this this offseason. You, you know, you. like you see Marcus Smart do the interview and he's like, well, he made a mistake, but he, he's going to learn from it and get better. You know, like that's just not the kind of thing I'm used to seeing. Maybe they do that. Maybe you, you would know. Maybe you do that in the locker room. I don't know, but I've never seen that in public. So to, to that point, I, I feel you on that. And just the obvious things of like last season, they were this defensive dominant team from the inside out. And then this season, they went the entirely different route. They went with offense instead of defense. You know, make a, a, a cross-sport analogy. It, to me, it, it's like when the, the Seattle, you know, uh, Seahawks went from being the, the, you know, Legion of Boom to more of, of, of Russell Wilson and the offense leading the thing. It, it was just a different feel. The team feels different, and you prepare for them differently. And I think that defensive mindset was important for the Celtics. So, so yeah, there's some questions on Mazzullo. There's also the fact that he is a super young coach. He, he started as the season went along. And, you know, he's going up against Eric Spolstra. People kind of forget that, that there were a lot of questions about Spolstra that first season, too, especially when, when they, they lost to, to, the, um, to the Mavericks in, in the finals. There were all these questions. Is, is he just not ready? You know, can he not, is, is he not big enough for this job? Sure, Dre, that's when LeBron went to Pat Riley asking him to fire Spolstra. Yeah, you know, so, and now you look at it and he's one of the best coaches in the NBA. So I don't think this necessarily has to be the end for Missoula, but yeah, right now it's not going the way that he wants it to. Coach so, Joe Missoula. The Celtics head coach was asked at the post game press conference last night, Has he lost the locker room? You're going to hear the question and coach's response, everybody. Listen to this. You're not telling them to lose by 28 points, but they're, and they're, you're telling them to try. So is there a disconnect? Yeah, that's where I have to be better to figure out what this team needs to make sure that they're connected, they're physical, and they're together by the time we step on the floor. You can cause that disconnect. Um, not sure. Dre, the floor is yours. Yeah, so I, I heard D. Brown. You had, guys had him on here um, a little earlier, and he was referencing that 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 press conference that Mazzullo kept saying, "I, I, me, I need to do this." And I think maybe, like D. was saying, that might be a, a indication of a coach that's not so experienced because he can only do so much. In the best case scenario, the players are on the court getting mollywopped. They got to have a little bit of personal pride, like. There's only so much of, of, of like, okay, the coach needs to motivate you. You're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, at, at some point, that can't all be on Missoula. So, yes, he's a young coach. Yes, he could get better. Yes, he, he, he needs to get experience. He also got to have his, his, his guys rolling with him. And if he has lost them for this year, then he's got to get them back because they, they, they're professionals. They can't just be out there like, oh, hey, you know, the, the coach wasn't ready, so that's why we got beat by 30. So should they should they bring him back, right? And then, in their minds, Brad Stevens and company, in their minds, Dre say, we're gonna go a quarter of the season to see what it looks like, and then Brad Stevens comes down and coaches, a la Pat Riley, Shaq, D Wade. Could they do that? Should they do something like that? I don't think you can plan to go into it like that. Um, I think that they're a championship caliber squad. They've got some flaws that are being exposed. I'm, I'm talking about on the court, not not just coaching. But they're a championship caliber squad. And what what's the the again the the, the football expression? If you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any quarterbacks. You know, I feel like if you got two coaches, you don't have any coaches. And so I think that if they go forward with Missoula, then it's his team. He you know. 
he'll get the training camp, the offseason. Everything will be built around him, and he has to be who they're tabbing to, to lead the way next year. If they don't have the confidence that he can do it, even though I think he'll be a great coach someday, if they don't have that confidence, then maybe they think about moving on. But I don't think you go in like you got 20 games and, and then we're going to decide from there. Andre Snellings, ESPN senior writer, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Dre, I, I want to go to the other series for a second, the Lakers versus the yeah, Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. He Nuggets. has to leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want you to react to this statement. You ready, Dre? I'm ready. I'm with you. When D'Lo is on the court, the Lakers are minus 53. When D'Angelo <laughs> Russell is off the court, the Lakers are plus 31. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell, I mean, he's – I've heard he's kind of becoming a common scapegoat in these parts and among Lakers fans. But I do think it's really interesting that he and Jamal Murray, I'm coming into this with the mindset that Jamal Murray is what D'Angelo Russell was supposed to be. Um, and I looked into it last night, and there were some crazy parallels. Like they were drafted a season apart. D'Lo was the second pick. Murray was the sixth pick. But it goes further than that. Them Jokers got the same birthday. They both born February 23rd, you know, a year apart. They're about 6'4", 200. They can shoot. Like, everything is, is similar. But whereas Murray has turned up the, 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 the knob, and, uh, Jay, I've heard you talking about, you know, let's get rid of the idea of, of bubble Murray. I just call that Joker playoffs Murray. He's been in the playoffs three times, and at all three times his scoring average has gone way up. And – with D'Angelo Russell, we're seeing the exact opposite. And if he's not going to score, but he's going to be targeted at the other end of the court, then, you know, you see what you get in this series where he really can't be on the floor very often. Right. Isn't, isn't part of this, um, Dre, with the Nuggets, you know, I kept bringing up the bubble because they were the, the comeback kids against the Clippers in the bubble, and then the Lakers did them in. And, but Jokic, I didn't think, played to his full capability in that Lakers series. But then again, he wasn't quite yet as good as he would be- later become, even though he was already very good. What we haven't seen since then is the Nuggets, since Jokic reached this new level, at full strength when they were healthy, right? Mm-hmm. How good could they be? This is, now we're finding out. This is just them fully healthy. Jamal Murray has been this way as many times as we've seen him in the playoffs. This is the, who the dude is. Yeah, I mean, so, well, yeah. It's who the dude is that he gets better in the playoffs, but we've never really seen him like this. Even in the bubble, he was outstanding. He had that that mano y mano with with Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. Um, he was this good in that in that one on one with Mitchell for sure. Yeah, okay for for for, for that five game stretch. But for the whole playoffs right. that year, he right. was you know twenty six, twenty seven a game, which is outstanding. That Joker right now, <sighs> as dominant as Nikola Jokic is, Jamal Murray is having long stretches of time where he's the best player on the court yep. on either team. And, you know, I, w- I was on this weekend, and uh, someone brought up the idea of, well, he's, he's a great sidekick to, to Nikola Jokic and start making musical analogies. Well, maybe it's like Destiny's Child. Is he Kelly Rowland? I'm like, man, <laughs> Jamal Murray is, I mean, man. he's a lead singer. Like, dude yeah. is. More is, like the locks. He's right. more like uh, Styles P. Right. You know, I went with Outkast. <laughs> I was like, he's All big right. boy. You know what I'm saying? To, to Jokic's three stacks. But, but either way, he's not a sidekick when he's playing like this. And if he's playing like this, then I don't know if the Nuggets can be beat. Yeah, I'm, I'm with yeah, you. Well, we didn't ask you for your. <laughs> it's because you have two MVPs. Basically, when it comes time for when it's crunch time, you have two MVPs on your team plus other guys who can shoot and defend. All right, 
Much more coming up with Dr. Andre Snellings here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Andre tells us coming up, if the Lakers could at least get one game. Could they get the one? (laughs) Could they get the one? You just take it one game at a time. ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's PrizePicks.com/morning code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. See, uh, Andre Snellings and I understand the way this works. Let me explain this to everybody else, including Keyshawn Johnson, who thinks it's impossible to come back down 3-0, just because it's never been done. You know, you flip a coin, it's a 50-50 proposition, heads or tails. Max, Now, (laughs) if you flip it, what are the odds that you flip it 10 times and get all heads or all tails? Extremely low. But if you've already flipped it nine times and it came up heads every time, on that 10th toss, it's still 50-50 if it comes up heads or tails. So what I'm saying is the odds reset every time. That If you come down 0-3, it's virtually impossible, right? But 3-1's been done before. All you got to do is get that one. And once it's 3-1, the odds are no longer can they come back 3-0. The question is can they come back down 3-1, which has been done. So, Dr. Andre Snellings. This dude gives me a headache, Dre. Can can they get the one? Dr. Dre knows I'm right. Am I right or wrong about that, Dre? Can they get the one? You see, his laugh goes up even louder. Well, first of all, my wife's name rhymes with Roni. So, he was just playing Roni in the background. My mind is somewhere else right now. But when it (laughs) comes... But when it comes to... We've never seen a team in the NBA come back from down 3-0. We know it. And just because something's never happened don't mean it can happen. But, you know, Max, <laughs> even in that flip the coin a bunch of times, the uh, the the it's an exponential 
uh, curve right. against them. And so, right. but, that, but I'm not asking about can they come down 3 0. I'm saying could they come back down 3 1? Because once they win a game, that's what they're that's trying right. to do. They got to so, win that game first. Right. So that's what I'm asking. Can they win a game? Can I ask you something? What happens, though, Max? Yeah. What happens, though, is you're having LeBron at the age of 38. On a foot injury, I know you're playing forty plus, playing forty <laughs> plus minutes a night. That's true. Forty plus minutes a night, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a combination of a game every other day, the cumulative effect of now sudden to win four in a row. Okay, everybody, but, forget that Jay just said that because hey, it flies uh, in the face. It blows up my premise. <laughs> so forget it. Just let's ignore. Let's erase your memory. Jay never said that. The question is, can the Trey, Lakers win Trey, one game, Andre Snelling? Trey, Snelling. I mean, Trey Snelling. What's up? What's up, Keith? Let me, let me jump in here <laughs> because you, you, you certainly are smarter than Max. I'm not even going to. Ridiculous. No one's smarter know. than me, <laughs> So we've seen teams come back from 3-1, and you, right. you probably got it in your head already. But that 3-1 wasn't 3-0 before it became 3-1 to win four in a row, correct? It Correct. Was, yeah, so it's not going to happen, Max. No, 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 that's not the question. No, okay. And never mind what Jay said, which makes no. a lot of sense. No. All I want to know is can <laughs> the Lakers win a game, Andre yes. Snellings? Yes. Yes. asking Andre Snellings. Is your name Andre Snellings? <laughs> Doesn't matter. You do it all the time. How come I can't? Yes, they can win a game. They have not shown that they can win a game yet this series. So the likelihood of them winning a game and then winning another game and then winning another game is exceedingly low. It's like Dumb and Dumber, right? Like, it's possible, you know, so you're saying there's a chance. But the likelihood of it is I like that stricken from the record. I would like to ask the witness once again, can they win a game, Andre Snellings? It's all we need to know. I I already answered that one. They they can and should win tonight. So, so if they, they should win, then tomorrow we're going to be coming in going, all right, it's a 3-1 series. <laughs> well, I mean, if it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. Perks say that all the time. We, we ain't got that one game yet, so we, we'll see. We could be coming in tomorrow it's talking about the broom. not happen, Max. <laughs> stop sitting up acting like Jay. Like, it's, gonna, it's not going to happen. Well, it's Jay, not going to happen. Jay they might win tonight. It's a wrap, though. Jay brought it's not up some happen. good points. Yeah, shut so, up, Jay. So, Trey, how about this? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, now, it's, girls, like it's not girls, exactly a coin flip. Right? Yeah. You're all pretty girls. Now, um, Dre, how do they do it? Like, how do the Lakers win this game tonight? What do they need to do? They have to, for one, kind of pick their poison. The last two games, we've seen Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic take turns being the best player on the court. They can't really have that. You know, if one of them is balling out, okay. But they can't have both of them playing at that level. So those are defensive adjustments. That's one. For two, um... It's an even game, but we got to have odd game Anthony Davis. You know, he, he, <laughs> he showed up scoring and playing defense, you know, in, in most odd games. We got to have that Anthony Davis tonight. And for as long as D'Angelo Russell is on the court, he's got to pretend like the game is in March and, and not in May. You know, like we, we like <laughs> he can't be on the court and on one end be getting targeted and bully balled and and the guy that they're looking for to score on, and then at the other end of the court, he's not contributing. He's got to do a little bit of both. And he's good enough that, you know, Max was talking about odds. The odds of him having this bad a game, this many games in a row, it should be bad. At some point, just on regression, he should have a solid game. We need one of those games tonight for the Lakers to win. I also think what you need to see too, Dre, is like Dennis Schroeder uh, – like, looking for his shot, but, like, defensively, he just needs to be next level, man. Like, at, at some juncture, and I, I – look, 
I, I played against dudes that were better than me, okay? Like, I'm not saying you can stop them. But, like, if you're playing against a guy like Jamal Murray, like, blow up some screens, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, to get the ball out of his hands. Force guys like Bruce Brown or Aaron Gordon to make decisions. Force those guys to beat you and de- actually deny him getting the ball back. Yeah, you're going to have to work, but that's what you need to do in order to win this series. You have to work every possession defensively. And as much as we talk about how Lakers – they're a really good half-court defensive team. It seems like if I see one more possession, Dre, where and I know he didn't touch the ball in the fourth quarter, and that's Darvin Ham. But if I see one more possession where Jokic beats Anthony Davis down the court, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. And, and one one adjustment that worked, at least in short stints in the first couple games, was taking Anthony Davis off of Jokic and putting a big forward on him. You know, be it LeBron or, you know, like, if they can do that, and make it so that – because what happens is Jokic is the decision-maker a lot of times from the perimeter. And then when Jamal Murray is on fire, he can be a decision-maker from the perimeter as well. So to your point, if they can either deny Murray or even double-team him to try to take the ball out of his hands as the decision-maker out front and then have you know LeBron or, or one of their smaller uh, bigs guarding Jokic so that he can't be the decision-maker up top, mm-hmm. maybe that disrupts what the Nuggets want to do. That's really hard to pull off, though. Like, essentially doubling and denying two guys on the same team is hard, but that's kind of where, where they are if uh, Murray's playing at this level. You, you know, I, I just analyzed you and Jay's conversation, and y'all done gave me a lot of ifs. So you know what that say? It ain't gonna happen. I, I mean, you know, if they did this and if they did, I'm like, man, come on, man. You just my poor little spirit is. I'm already rocked. I'm about to say, Key, we know you a fan, and and, and as a fan, it's 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 hard, right? If, if a fan, if your team is losing, you just want to be like, well, forget it, you know, like like don't even don't even talk about it. We just gonna lose. But if we sitting here as analysts and we just talking about Game Four, we're not talking about the whole series, just Game Four, the Lakers. Unlike the Celtics, they've been in all three games. See? You know, like, they should be able to win a game at home yeah, against this that? team. Okay, and then so you have another win, conversation. So we, a, so we win a game, Dre. That's cool, right? We're going to win this one, mm-hmm. which I anticipate and I hope that we do, and I'm going to be fired up to try to get it. But we're going back to Denver. Now you, you expect Lakers were to, in both those games. You you expect for us to win another one in Denver and then come back to LA? And I win didn't like, I say that. I expect none of that. I said they should win tonight. If yeah. they win tonight, then yeah, when we come in on on Wednesday or Tuesday and Wednesday, then we'd be talking about well, you know, how can they try to steal a game in Denver oh, and get it back this. to LA? But again, that's a sequence of this ifs. This segment started about 10 minutes ago. It only took you guys 10 minutes to get around to where I was we when this segment we, started. We that's right. You, Win right. one game and then we'll have another conversation you're, you're about the next and, game. You're you're making it up and just talking loud. We are we yeah. understand that that's not it. We're C-Dre, not they, fools, Max. See, Dre, they messed up when they knocked uh, when they knocked out Scott Fo- Scott Foster, gave him a bloody lip. Man, as soon as I saw that, and I was like, wait a minute, that was LeBron. I was like, oh, no. Oh, oh they for a bad one now. He said he That's waited okay. 25 years for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He said we're back next year with Kyrie running the point. That's yes, what that's the question now. If the Lakers that. do indeed get knocked out, now the Nuggets have four shots to do it. They're overwhelmingly likely to win. Do the Lakers go after Kyrie Irving? Done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Andre Snellings with us, 888-SAY-ESPN. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from WISE, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. 
Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Andre Snellings is with us here on KJM ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So would the Lakers' issues... Issues. Look, I don't know if it's issues or not. Man, Kyrie Irving seems to be, just stylistically, with LeBron. We already know he can win a chip with LeBron. But and AD... Gives you everything you need. Another ball handler who can create off the dribble at the highest level ever, can shoot the lights out, greatest layup package ever, and performs big under pressure. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider, was on this show earlier this morning and had this to say about Kyrie and the Lakers. The Kyrie thing with the Lakers is it's kind of up to Kyrie because I don't think they're going to be able to get to the with unless the Dallas Mavericks help Kyrie out. I don't think they're going to be able to get to the number, the max number. And so if Kyrie Irving is willing to come for less than the max, which would enable the Lakers to keep Austin Reeves as well, I think it's something that they have to consider. Trey, what do you think? I mean, yeah, if they can get him, they 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 have to try. Um, we, we've done a lot of talking about D'Angelo Russell and, you know, Kyrie is kind of like Megatron D'Angelo Russell, you know, similar style, but actually would be able to stay on the court and, and produce. But we can't just act like the seven years since Kyrie and LeBron won together haven't happened, that every team that Kyrie's gone to has not lived up to expectations that – in, in a lot of cases, he kind of left the squad not as good as it was when he got there. So That was without LeBron, Dre. You just said it. He, I, he, that's not him with LeBron. I mean, yes. yes. He, he and LeBron have done it before. And like I said, you know, I started this with, if you have a chance, you got to get him. But keep it real. If Keyshawn came in next year and was like, hey, I was walking down the street and I saw Kyrie bump into Anthony Davis, and they both spontaneously combusted. And somebody had a fire extinguisher, so they're only going to be out for two months. But, like, if he told you that story, you know, you, you would think about it. You'd be like, no, I can't. Ha-. Well, maybe. Well, AD spontaneously combusted. Kyrie wound up, I don't know, doing a hunger strike for it, or something wound up happening with Kyrie that wasn't spontaneous so, Dre, combustion. So here's what I would say about the Kyrie to L.A. thing. Everybody is still shook about what went on in Brooklyn with him. Let's be fair about the, what happened with the Mavericks. Okay, they, he got there late. Okay, it didn't work out. They they didn't know defense. It was just to him and Luca, and that was pretty much it. You got the analytics. You know what you got in your brain. You don't need to look at a computer nor a piece of paper. When you talk about coming to Los Angeles with the likes of AD, with the likes of LeBron James, and, and hopefully 
we we're able to keep Reeves. The organization as a whole is different than those other organizations that he's been at. Just different. It's a different mindset. It's a different feel when you in L.A. And I know you'll say, oh, this brother's different, man. You don't really know. No, no, I do know. I know that he has had some issues with Boston, issues in Cleveland, issues to a degree at a time in our country that was pretty chaotic in Brooklyn. So I get all of that. I'm willing. Yeah, I may sound like a starving uh, fan, but I am willing to take my chances with his ability to do the right thing in Los Angeles with those guys on the team. I'm willing to take those chances. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to take the chance, especially, you know, we talked about you're a fan of the organization, and it's a chance on paper to get a dramatically better player that fits in schematically with what the team wants to do. So, you know, obviously, if it's out there and it's possible, and Wendy was just breaking down ways that it could be possible – then, yeah, absolutely, as a Lakers fan or maybe even a Lakers organization, you go for it. But you can't just, you know, minimize. You were like, well, Shook, what happened in Brooklyn? It's been like seven straight years. You know what I'm saying? Like when he but was I in Boston. But I can't, but I can't right. shake that, Snell. But I'm just because saying. you got to look at the circumstances. Jay, is Jay still with us? Yeah, I'm, I'm right here. Yeah, you, you, can, rap. You, you can't. I didn't know. I'm sorry about that, man. Uh, you can minimize it because look at the sequence. And then look at the events. No, Key, key you, can, you Max, can maximize. Hold on, hold on, Max. Let me you, finish up. Yeah. Let me finish up. You look at the sequence of events that occurred at the time, and as I said before, chaotic, Jay, chaotic going on in our country that this man decided he was going to do something different because that's the way he felt at that particular time. Now you say, well, what if he does that? If he comes to L.A., he does that all over again. Well, if he does that all over again, then that means we probably at the same position that we was when he was in Brooklyn in our country. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, Jay, so Jay, that, that is true. that He succeeded with LeBron. That's why I would like him there because I've seen him do it with LeBron before. But it wasn't just Brooklyn. It was Boston where they were just as good without him as with him. Cleveland before LeBron got there. Like, Kyrie has yet to show he can make a team better unless LeBron's on it, although he did ball on the Lakers. That's what I'm saying. Jay, where are you with all this? I think it's realistic. Um, I I think Kyrie has learned a lot about himself over the last several years. Uh, I think he is in a very different place in his life right now for what he's looking to do next. And I think there is value. I I think, you know, Dre, when you come into any situation – you know, you think you know certain things, and then throughout the course, as you elevate, I mean, look, it happen, happens at ESPN. It happens at any workplace, right? Like, you come in the scene, hey, I'm, I'm this guy. And then I'm saying, you're like, well, hold on a second. Maybe I'm not that guy. How, like, how does it, – it takes a minute to kind of figure out, like, where you are and what pieces you feel like you need around you uh, to help you achieve the ultimate level. And also where he is. Like, he spends time in L.A., daughter in L.A. There's a lot of – you know, it feels like LeBron, that, that connection, I think there's an appreciation for what he went through in Cleveland that maybe he wasn't ready to admit because he didn't understand what it took to actually lead a franchise fully yet. And I think all these things have led him to where he is now. And obviously Dallas needs to make it happen, but I see that as being something very tangible, though, him and LeBron. Yeah. And- hey, guys, guys, I hate to do this, uh, but I, I want to interrupt this conversation for a second. You know who just announced his retirement? Minutes ago? Carmelo Anthony has announced his retirement. 
I think that's a big well, deal. Kinda, that is. Kinda, what? He's kind of been retired, though. I mean, he should have been playing, but he's yeah. kind of been retired. Yeah, you know what? I said at one point years ago, like, he's best off playing in China because the game has changed so much, and I meant it at the time. And then he had several productive years after I said that. If, if, Max, I'm, I'm seeing a theme with you, Max. Yeah. <laughs> I motivate athletes. Was he at the cliff? I motivate Yes, I am the second most important quarterback of the era, apparently. But listen, I, it is interesting, Dre, like Carmelo's whole – he was a little late to recognize how much the league had changed and what he really needed to do to continue to be effective. But as a result of that, I think he's kind of framed unfairly – the, like, the league changed right out from under his feet. You know, he was an elite player for a good number of years. He was. And so Carmelo is a surefire Hall of Famer, right? It's, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's not even just the NBA Hall of Fame. And he, he's done so much college champion, Olympics, in addition to all of his scoring exploits. But as you said, the game changed. Even before it was obvious that the game changed, though, he was a kind of two-step-off-the-dribble scorer at a time when the impact of that type of player just wasn't as 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 large as the 30 points per game would suggest. So, you know, talked a lot about the analytics. The analytics always suggested that he was, you know, really good, but, you know, maybe not uh, the, the franchise cha- changer that, that uh, he was brought in to be with, with the Knicks. But with all of that said, I loved watching him at Syracuse. I loved watching his NBA career. And even though he hasn't been in the league, it is huge news that he's retiring. I'm going to say this, Dre, man. He's one of the coldest I've ever seen do it. Mm-hmm. Like, now, whether that equates to winning championships, like, I'm just talking strictly skill set, strictly, you know, a transformational type of basketball player that's one of the best scorers the game of basketball has ever seen. Like, his, his two, three-game dribble setup moves that he's able to get into his bag with – I've never. It's rare that I've seen anybody make Melo feel uncomfortable when he was in his prime. Yeah, Ever. yeah. There, there's a clip that's been going around on social media saying that, that Melo is the only person in NBA history to cross somebody up without, without dribbling, just with his jab step and then like crossing back, and it, like he was making people stumble with that. So yeah, w- what he could do, he was nice with it. You know, I, I think it was Bill Walker. It was a player back in the day that said Melo's jumper is wet all the time, and you know that that's about and the biggest compliment never, you can get for a he, baller. Trey, he was never really. Look, it takes so much to win a championship. You know, Paul Pierce finally gets Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett, and out of that, they got one, right? It is that hard to do. Carmelo was never in that situation. He never had a situation like that quite, so, you know. (laughs) Well, Max, ain't that something, though? Like, you stay around in New York because you want to be in New York, and then all of a sudden it feels like he's one of New York's greatest, but at the same time, like, he almost got, like, crucified for wanting to stay. Uh, And and it's not his fault either that – even though the Knicks had them over a barrel, Dolan made a stupid, like, overrode his GM and made a stupid trade. He's done that many times before. So, so that's also not Carmelo's fault. He went to a gutted team. You well, know? Yeah, and, and to the point you just made, if, if you compare Melo with Paul Pierce, Pierce got his championship when not only more talent, but a better player came. You know, Melo never really had that opportunity too much to be on teams where there was clearly a championship uh, franchise player that he could play off of. And, mm-hmm. and maybe that speaks to the difference in, in championships between him and Pierce. So Max, Key, and Dre, we got, we, got a, we got a big thing to talk about when we come back from break. Because, I, look, I, I respect everything that Nikola Jokic is doing right now, and they are probably the favorite <laughs> – to win an NBA championship, but now we have a big decision on our hands. 
because I wonder if Denver is actually going to retire at number 15, and because that's also Nikola Jokic's number. Hmm. What does Denver do? I'm guessing no, but we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's game one. plan coming up, KJM ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Was, I Was Made to Love Her was on this record, too. I don't know how many Stevie Wonder. I'm pretty sure this, was, this record had I Was Made to Love Her on it, too, which I once heard Michael Jackson cover as a kid and killed it. Stevie this Wonder is, is a musical to, genius. This is what we need right here, man. Fulfilling, this is what we need to be playing right a good here. one. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers need to be playing this in the locker room right now. Mm-hmm. Jay, do you have a game plan for the Lakers? I do. So, number one, D'Angelo Russell, after the, after the game, was seen at Crypto.com Arena getting up extra shots with all the managers. I'm glad because he, he needs to shoot the ball well. I've given the numbers so many damn times. It's like at the end of the day, you need your third star to actually be what I just said, a star on the court. It comes with him not being 7-19 overall, 108 from the three-point line in the series. He has to be a lot better, right? I also think containing and disrupting Jamal Murray. I would love to see the Lakers force the Denver Nuggets into a game where Nikola Jokic feels like he has to do everything by himself. Now, look, if, you, if you're blitzing Jamal Murray on ball screens, if Dennis Schroeder is staying attached to him the entire game, not for a half, not for a quarter, but literally going into the game with the understanding that I have to give maximum effort, myself and Vanderbilt. And when I get tired, take me out. Vanderbilt, come in. When I get tired, take me out. Put Schroeder back in. Stay up on a full court. Deny him the ball. Whenever he's off pick and rolls, trap it. Force Jokic to take a lot of shots. Force Jokic to be the one guy to beat you. Get them in that game. And also think for the Lakers, LeBron James establishing himself once again. You can't lose sight of AD in the fourth quarter like Darvin Ham did. But I think these guys have to attack. But it also starts on the defensive end. And it starts with defensive transition. Dre, I can't tell you enough. We, the stat always goes out there about the Lakers. Well, they're so great defensively. I'm like, you're leaving out a big piece of context. In the half court they are but not in transition. Yeah. So what Denver has been doing for the past three games, even off made shots, watch, they push the ball down the court. They're trying to – so this is going to take concerted effort. It's going to take a sense of urgency and no more slow starts. I feel like if the Lakers can do these things, 
they will win the game tonight. Yeah, I feel you on that, especially that last point. It needs to be amplified because Bruce Brown has more straight line, fast break layups in Crazy. this series. You know, just just off a made shot. He just, you know, gets down the court and shoots a, a layup without anybody turning him. So that is huge, the transition defense. Um, we talked about this earlier. You know, I agree with you that D'Lo has to show up. Um, this has to be – if he's only going to have one good game in this series, it needs to be this one if they want to have a win. That containing, disrupting playoffs, Jamal is going to be hard to do when that man is, is shooting the way he's shooting. You know, I catch a lot of wreck from, from Nuggets fans because, you know, I haven't been picking them to win. But I didn't know they traded for Steph Curry before the playoffs started. Like, if I would have knew that Steph Curry was going to be playing with, with you know, Nikola Jokic, then, yeah, I'd have been picking them all, adon- all along. And so – when he's shooting the way that he's shooting, that's going to be hard to do. Uh, but but the Lakers have the ability, so you know. Unlike Steph, he has consistently raised his game in the playoffs compared oh, to his baseline fire. standard. No, Steph has a very high standard, but he has not consistently been a better version of himself in the playoffs. Very few players have. Max, in fact, sometimes winning, Steph has been a worse a version of himself. Finals MVP, I, I agree. He did it. He finally <laughs> did it. But throughout his career, but Steph Jamal has Murray, been Jamal either Murray the same guy or a little less. And Jamal Murray, in a much shorter career in the playoffs, has always been much more. Okay, we'll put it like this. Jamal Murray's much more is has Steph's a little him, less. Exactly. Yeah, 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 he's gotten yeah, him into that yeah. conversation. Yeah, for sure. Although in the fourth quarter, he seems to hit those shots. All right, listen. This is not about bashing Steph Curry. How dare any of you? Wow. Adrian in Texas, you're on KJM. Yo, what's up, fellas? Listen every day. Love the show. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the Lakers. I'm a Laker fan, so maybe it's my optimism. But I give them like a 5% chance maybe to win the, the actual series. I know we got to win tonight, obviously. But the next two of the next three games are at home. And if Denver just won three in a row, in a row. Uh, also, D'Lo, he's not doing anything for us on either end of the court. I think they need to, to change it up, maybe bring him off the bench. I know they talk about losing him mentally, but really if he's not doing anything physically or mentally and he goes to the bench, what's the difference? Yeah, I agree. You know he might saying? be unplayable at this point. Jason in Florida has something to tell us, guys. Hey, what's up? What's up, y'all? Um, I've been listening to the show and um, yesterday I watched uh, Conan, I'm bring this Conan reference. Uh, the guy said, "Why, why is Conan not crying?" He said, "Well, I'm gonna cry for him. So I'm gonna cry for Key and the Lakers fans." Hmm. Um, it was a good run, but it, it's not going down this year. Key, sorry to hear, sorry for you, man. And Max, stop trying to put the pedestal up with that. 3-0 and the stats change for 3 well He's just trying to put the pedestal up for you Lakers fans to take a deeper fall after y'all all lose this I'm sa- Are you saying I'm raising it and then it's going to be a, a longer yeah. fall from where I'm <laughs> All I'm saying yeah, is I- it changes once you win a game. you got to reevaluate, and it's possible they could win game four. So let's see. Let's see. Why is everyone in such a rush? Let's see. That's all I'm saying. Now, I do the same thing to Dallas fans. I raise them up so I can watch them fall to their death. <laughs> wow. The Lakers are way ahead of schedule. They weren't supposed to be in this position this year compared to where it started. Two and ten or whatever it was. Two, you know, after a dozen games and 13th place at one point in the West. There are only 15 teams in the Western Conference. And they're in the conference finals. By the way, in every game against the team that everyone's saying is the best team in basketball. 
How's that sound? Did I put a good spin on it? <laughs> Everyone's saying that now. It wasn't uh, just two days well, ago. Well, Jay and I were always saying it. Right, Jay? <laughs> nope. Max, you just got it on. You just got on the bandwagon. Jay, my, my memory, listen, everyone's memory is a little different. Let's not uh, keep score here. That's not what is important. <laughs> Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Well, we, we laughed, we cried, we learned today on this show as always, and we have an awkward amount of time until the end of this show. So I can tell you that Mike Greenberg is coming up next with Greeny. You don't want to miss it. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, thank you to Andre Snelling's ESPN senior writer. Yes, sir. It's a we, great job filibustering by you here, Max. <laughs> we'll we should be just back, do Eddie uh, Murphy tomorrow. references for the rest of the, the show. 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio. Until then, let me just say, Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming. FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu.